youth voice and youth participation and decision making um, and seeing um, as even as a young person being put into a position of kind of somewhat of a power being in a, in a role and a responsibility helping young people access services uh, looking at like oh I've actually got responsibility over to make sure I do the best thing and mm-hmm. I always you grew up having been told you know look after people you know, do your best, the best you can, and sometimes at the sacrifice of your own kind of thinking, and sometimes in the job situation. You know, and even now, when I go into roles, one of the things that are non-negotiable for my whanau and me is that um, I need to be able to, between my wife and I, um, manage the after-school stuff. So we don't want to put our kids into after-school care or anything like that. It's like actually whole water for us as a whanau is that we want to be able to pick up our kids, take them to after-school stuff, and not chase the dollar yeah because we think that's what we need yeah um and had to turn out a cut turn down a couple of roles because the 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 mahi that was required of me um required me to be or that role needed to be on site or at, at those times and i'm like well i can't respect the only res- managing that with my whanau so yeah wow i love that choice yeah that i you, love that it. you've yeah. made a conscious choice yeah. you know yeah. that um you and your partner have made that conscious choice about what sort of family do you want? What kind of life do you want? Where are your priorities? Mm. And um, where are things that you can let slip away or make different decisions to ensure that that becomes the focus? So could you tell us a little bit more, therefore, about your own personal journey in that space? Like that's a really good kind of starting point for me about where you, how has that worked for you in terms of your own personal or Growing up, I think, you know, my parents did the best they could with you know my dad was doing a lot of actually he was a he's a community worker um and always has been and always will be and so saw what he was doing for community and kind of got the bug or kind of got the the gist of you know what it means to be in community looking after community so i've always grown up with that um but some of the things in the time that he spent doing that i was thinking hmm what impact does it have on the family life because he's always doing the mahi out in community and so when i had the opportunity you know, have a partner, have have family. I was like, no, I want to make sure that my time and community is not at the expense of the time of my whānau. Um, and it's taken a, t- a long time mm. to kind of get that balance and actually actually sit in that in the understanding that actually that's what's driving me to make some of these decisions around family. Um, because we had a great, you know, had, a, had an amazing childhood and some cool cool exp- experiences. But there was sometimes we know those those moments of relationships or lack of that drive our decision making in the future. So I'm like, okay reflection even thinking about coming today it's like oh that's a kind of a, a key driver for me around some of my decision making is actually whānau is important and we know that but sometimes do we go to the length to make sure that it's not at the expense of what we're doing or why we're doing it it's interesting because we've had two speakers today quite clearly spoken about the influence of whānau and the role that it plays in our hauora and I find it interesting too because uh, when we're asked, you know, like, so what it is that you do for you, that there's, again, a reference to, oh, well, we look after our whānau, we're with our whānau. Is there moments, and I know that that's crucial to you and to your holder, but is there times where you take time for yourself? 100%. And yeah. so what do you do in those spaces? Yeah, and it's been the last, last probably five or six years where I've actually gone, I'm a introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert I'm not sure which way it mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. Um, but I can't be the best version of myself if I'm always giving yes um, so I need to think about what I do and so you know some people may frown at this but I head to the nahiri or head to the moana 
and I just connect with the Taiao. I do a lot of diving here in Wellington. Well, I try to. Sometimes it's successful, sometimes it's not. Um, but then the the reason for that is I'm trying to provide kai for, for, for me and my whanau. Um, it's a bit of uh, physical uh, wairua stuff mm, and getting mm, in there and kind of connecting mm. with the Taiao and making sure I go through the processes that I've started to develop through my, my um, reclaiming my te ao Māori whakaro and Māori wohiotanga. And then what I do with it, if I collect, happen to collect too much, it gives me another opportunity to then pass it on and give to others, which is pretty cool. And then in that heady, um, I might go for walks. Um, it's not oft, as often as I'd like. Obviously, mm. with kind of the commitments of far, now I try and get time, carve out time. But when I'm there, I'm totally disconnected from from things, and I might just walk, or if I'm lucky, I might see a couple of tia or puaku or whatever, and I kind of make sure that that comes home with me <laughs> to feed the whanau and stuff as well. Uh, mindful, some people be like, oh, you can't do that, you're not allowed to do that. I'm like, oh, well, that's what I do for my whanau. Um, so, yeah, so I, so I spend time in the nahiri and the moana is probably my two great things. I don't have a good, and I'm mindful of this, even as I'm saying, I don't have a good daily or weekly routine of kind of tinana walking or anything like that. Um, but when I do go, I completely go. Do you have a set of tikanga practices when you when you going into the especially the moana? Mm. Does it does the maramataka influence your decision making about when you do that? As I'm on my journey, I'm starting to understand a lot more. I, mm. I think I always did a brief oh, yeah, shot tongue at all. I look after yeah, look after me while I'm out there kind of thing was what I used to do with with the people I used to dive with. And now I'm thinking, who are the exponents, the kaititu of karaka that I could. Um, start to employ a little bit more and get deeper into that knowledge. Um, but I use right now Whakatakitaho because it's all about the sea and the winds and the directions yes. and stuff like that, which is uh, uh, from what I've learned, and it could, I could be wrong too, but I feel like it's related to Tangaroa and, and to Tafiri, which is two things in, in that space. Um, and yeah, I'm not too au okay with the Maramataka, but I know yes, the fishing calendar and the yes. Marama is kind of similarly aligned, so I'm starting to look more into that stuff as well. Nice. What sort of lessons are you teaching your children about haora and well-being? Like you're obviously demonstrating that mm. to them and then are you having mm-hmm. that kind of kōrero with them about that kind of embedding and the foundation and the need for well-being, personal well-being and who you are as a person? As best you can with a nine and twelve year old, <laughs> you know, the twelve year old doesn't want to really listen to you or anything. Yes. Um, uh, but you know, they're they're both into their kind of some physical activities, uh, and so we're talking about nutrition and sleep and things just to kind of get good routine and good balance around, not just kind of burning all the energy because then if you've got no energy, you won't have anything for anybody or even for yourself. Um, and yeah, that just kind of comes on the daily. Like, have you done this? Have you done this? Um, I think one of the things that we we always do, or I always do, um, when I you know kind of um, have the opportunity to put them to you know, go to sleep when they're sleeping and stuff, I always go and make sure I have a quarter with them about their day, what's going on, anything going on in their henny nuddle mm. that we don't want to chat about. Um, sometimes it's like nah. That's cool. Other times it's like, oh, you know, when I was away, yeah, like I had a bit of a funny thing in my tummy about three hours before I went to sleep. What was that about? Like, oh, well, let's have a chat about that. It was just like being mindful of your tina and responding to, you know, maybe being away from us. So, you know, now you know that feeling, it's okay and we can kind of talk through that stuff. We know in school there's comments that are, fl- are flowing around and people start, you know, feeling the weight of some of these comments going around. So with our daughter, we're talking to her about how to try and be resilient in some of those comments and make sure that you're not responding in the same process in the same way so yeah just it's mainly around how they're feeling with the words and the conversations they're having almost sounds like you're 
put into practice te whare tapawha, but also, you know, listening to their karearoto, their emotions and their feelings. Working in the, and I and I just want to mahi to that because it's so in contrast to some of our other speakers. When you are in this community sector, when you are giving, because it just feels like from the little that I know that Rochelle and yourselves and the many others that will come and join us today or have joined us today, there's a whole lot of giving. And it feels like when I'm talking to you or when we're talking to you today that you've really got a nice balance. When you're working in that community space, you must see others, that observations are that the balance isn't always there. What are the type of conversations that you have with your fellow kai mahi or, you know, your mahi hoa around them looking after themselves? I think that this sector, there's, there is a lot of give, give, give. There's a lot of burnout. We're seeing that. When do you start to have those conversations with the people that you're working with to say, hey? You're good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. okay? Yeah. Um, I think it's through, I mean, again, because there's different layers of, of yes. relationships. There's the kind of the, the, the colleagues or the kind of the sector colleagues and then mm. there's kind of the the, the, the intimate ones. Mm. I mean, I don't have, you know, I think I've got like, you can count on one hand those who I kind of, you know, when I walk in, they like, hey, doing good. No, no, no. How are you doing? You know, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. those, yeah, those yeah. friends. We've got yes. all those. And when it comes to the sector, I think what I try and try and do is hear the how they're communicating mm. and what they're communicating about. Oh, you know, we've got this thing. We've got another report to write. So there's, there's some things of like, okay, cool. So what is it in that and how they're speaking to me? Am I picking up some of the the weight of the, you know, the, the, the pressure of the report writing or the kind of, you know, the stress of the admin or whatever? Um, and then I just kind of go, oh, you know, do you need help with that? So try and mm. I, I don't try and go straight in and go, you know, do you need to do this or what's your time, you know, do time management plans or kind of figure out a, a way to manage everything. It's just like, well, what can I do to help? Because, I mean, we're in a, in a service sector, so we try and serve. So I try and see, is there anything that I can do to pick up to give you a bit of space to breathe? You know, is it this, is it that, is it that? And it might be just like, oh, can you write that report? And it might be, you know, a simple thing as that. But for them in their mind, it's like, yeah, okay, I've got some space. But do you think that they're good at asking for help? No, the service sector is not good at so asking yeah, for I, help. I, I need answer. I wanted to ask that question. No, we're not good. That was yeah. a loaded question. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. Naughty. Yeah. No, 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 we're not, uh, I think. But I think we're getting better. I think as the, as the weight of the continued service, as the, as the knowledge and, and the weight of the service sector growing, or the, like the sector, the community and voluntary sector, that you know, we're doing a lot more, especially in the last couple of years, we're mindful now of like our own personal health and well-being, especially when you know the last couple of years we've had to really reflect. Mm. Um, and mm. like, what is it that I actually, who is it that I actually want to be? How do I want to actually outwork that? And what are the values that I'm outworking in my daily? That's why, you know, people change jobs over the last couple of years, a lot of change for people because they're more mindful of what they want and what they need. Mm. And they started asking for those from from the people that were in their bubble or in their, their, their space. So hopefully that's transferred into kind of now where we're more open to have that. And so with my kind of immediate colleagues, I'm always going, hey, can I help? What can I do? You all right? Let's go, you know, go have a break, you know, go do what you need so to do. So it becomes normalised. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that is, Rochelle? I want to ask you. To. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but cheeky asking the interview. <laughs> you Why do I think it's become normalised? Why it is that people don't ask for help? I think people are really driven by the passion, mm. firstly. And the values. 
So that is a fundamental driver or drivers of who we are. So it's an innate part of who we are. And that's why we're here, why we're working in community, Mm. why we um, want to do that. We have a visibility as well of need. And when you see so much need, it's really hard to kind of step away from that and just think, oh, well, I'm going to go over here and go for a walk Mm. or I'm going to go and do something different to just think, if I just did this one extra thing, that's going to help that family, that whanau, that Mm. group of people. Uh, you can see once you see the need, you you have to kind of, in my experience, you have to come to a place where you can see the need, but not feel that you have to be the person that responds to that need. Yeah, and I think also what also happens for us is if we've got if we built relationship with our community, our our clients, our our whanau, who we're working with, part of it's like actually I need to be it's my relationship, mm. not my organisation, mm. and so when they ring someone and go oh I need this and then you hear it oh I'll go do it I'll go do it so they kind of because because that's what we do so mm. I'm even in my current role I'm mindful that as a kaitaka waianga Māori for our organisation with Ebi Māori, Hapi Māori, Taki, um, Taurahiri but I need to build my relationship uh, organisation to Iwi Rōpū Māori not Fitu. Because if I leave, that relationship has to stand beyond me. And so, so I think one of the things is that in the sector, we get so passionate about it. So we we hold the weight of that kaupapa, of that whānau, or that, or that project. So we can't disassociate from that when we go home. Mm. But if there's three, five, ten, fifteen things that are sitting on our plate, we hold the weight of all of those things. And we need to find ways to balance that out. Such mahi aroha. Mm. Hey. I think there's really blurry lines as well mm. because the reality is you might be in that community yourself mm. or your whanauers or uh, so it's very blurry lines. Like the majority of people hold a lot of different hats yep. and a lot of those hats are areas that we're passionate about and therefore we're right part of those communities as well. So there's a real emotional and heart-to-heart connection and you, you can't just step away from that and just be very kind of black and white about, oh, well, I'm just going to go and leave it. Is, is that perhaps why there is some challenge around nurturing self in terms of mm. haora and well-being? Um, and you're getting to a, a place of personal kind of understanding of where we sit on that spectrum of kind mm. of are we in the community, are we working on behalf of, are we external to, um, are we you know, figuring out kind of what role or what place to, am I a placeholder? Where I'm a person holder, when some you know for someone else behind me to come through. So for my my role should be right now, ideally it should be one of our mana whenua, uh groupings should recommend the role that I have for my organisation. But in the absence of, I, I know that I fill that role until we have a relationship enough where that will happen. Mm. So even in holding that, so I'm mindful in my interactions and in my in my in my corridor with whoever, I do the best to kind of hold. It's almost like hold the relationship until it can really flourish into what it should be. Um, and then because I do that, I don't hold the weight of the expectation of Ewi on me or my organisation on me. I'm like, no, no, we're going to do this together. We're going to move together slowly and surely. Uh, but I'm almost like the kind of the conduit so that if I came out and someone else came in, that would remain. Yes. Um, because I think sometimes, and I've seen it in past Oh, uh, past roles where I've come home and I was like, I'm done. I can't, and at the expense of having conversations with my kids or at the expense of having a conversation with my partner, it's just like, um, I'm just gone. I'm, I just got no more energy. Mm-hmm. And so 
and again, that kind of putting in that routine of going, I need to hold it well, hold what's in my hand, hold it, but hold it lightly enough that if, you know, if I wasn't here tomorrow, that that issue, that problem, that, that solution, that opportunity will still remain. I think there's kind of an expectation as well that we be all the things to all the people. Mm. Mm. And I think that's where Haora really tips mm. because there's no no one person can be all the things to all the people. And, and in such a kind of under-resourced and voluntary heavy sector, is uh, there's not always someone to hand over to. But there has to be, uh, and I know this for myself, like come to an understanding that I'm one part of the solution of the mahi, mm. that collectively that's where the solutions come. Like all of us working together is where the provision and the support and the change and the all the things happen like I'm just one part of that so I have to give myself and I really resonate Fetu with your story of coming home and then just going okay I'm I'm, I'm dead right there's nothing <laughs> there's, there's nothing left now yes. for my own whanau mm. for my own partner for anything clean the house wash the wash the dishes you know make yeah. the dinner there's just sometimes there'll be days when there's just nothing left and, yeah. and it's and trying to learn to step back from that yeah. a little bit before you get to that point to like, okay, it's time to sign out now. And there's still days now where that happens. It's like it's not like I'm balanced all the time. Like there are days I'm just like, okay, yeah. give me half an hour, give me an hour just to do something else. And like, you know, I want to do that, but give me some space to kind of almost like come home again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because it's... It, and come would, home to you, Yeah, right? yeah, just, just mm. to, to, to fuck the toe, a tīnana, a wairua, a hini naro, mm. to then move forward into the the most important kaupapa, which is those other people in my immediate whānau mm. and the wider whānau. Mm. I think as well the thing about um, haora as well is that they feed you as well, right? You feed them, but they feed you. Mm. And so you, you need that cyclical kind of cycle going on um, and if, you, if you're not doing that, then mm. that's something already you're cutting off, something that's giving you energy and passion and, and desire and, um, you know, regenerating mm. you. And if, if you're sort of cutting that out because you're too busy over here serving everybody else, then you're actually missing something yeah. that's filling up your kete. Yeah, and I think for me, like, you know, serving the community, mm. um, I've made it very clear, I mean, again with my partner, made it very clear that our first community is our family. Yes, and then it's then it's the the wider, wider kind of community, which is more like kind of neighbourhood and kind of you know wider connections, and then 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 our then the mahi, the community mahi that we do, because you know again coming back to the corridor around um, my father who did a lot of community work, one of the things that growing up I always wanted to have was kind of have conversations with him about my day and what was going on, and he was too busy doing stuff, or when he was home he was like, I'm done because mm. there's all the stuff he's doing, so. Having felt and received that growing up, I'm like, that's a very key indicator for me and my whole water is that making sure that my tamariki are getting the best of me when, when I'm home. Such wonderful puno kōrero, I've just got to say. It's just, it's, yeah. and, and what I, oh, gosh, try not to get too emotional, but just in talking to you both and to Fitu, is the, just the lack of ego that's in the, yeah, there's no, there's no echo, and and that is actually quite a thing that's very rarely seen. So I just need to meet you because I'm, I actually wrote it down. I was like, no ego, <laughs> like none, and yeah. and I think that uh, 
we learn lots of lessons. Like also, just need to mahi to you that, you know, you observed your father, you knew what you lacked, and I'm sure he gave you lots mm. of aroha. But knowing that you don't want to replicate that, you still want to be in the same sector. You still want to, you still want to give. You know, mm. aroha mai aroha to. But also, you're conscious about your family. And I was listening to this amazing koranua, and her name escapes me right now. But Rawiri, um, Rawiri's wife spoke about. She's a psychologist, and she spoke about how it's really difficult for Māori to talk about koai, you know, to talk about themselves, is because we know that it's ultimately it's whānau. Mm. We're so driven by by that essential thing because what would our lives look without it? Because, mm. you know, it's intrinsically part of who we are. And, and I feel like you could be kind of be like a poster boy for uh, <laughs> how to good have... Good practice. Ha- <laughs> yeah, for good practice of hauora in the community sector. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, I'll just yeah. keep doing the No mind. pressure, no pressure. Yeah, no yeah. pressure. And another thing to add to your list, Peter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, yeah, absolutely affirm that uh, sense of you seeing, you know, how your father was and then making conscious decisions. And I'm sure it's a conscious decision that literally you have to make every day. So when you make a decision in your day about where your day, your work day is going to end and where your home life is going to begin, that um, that you have to kind of keep reaffirming that because it's not necessarily a natural uh, process that um, you're just like, right, okay. It's not, I mean, these are not nine to five jobs, right? So you, you, you have to kind of pull back on the work while you've still got some energy to then go home and share with your whānau. Mm. Mm. If there were some practices, some tikanga that you think could really benefit, or not benefit, but you know, be, be like a ako, like a, you want to hand over some ako so that others can fill their kite, what's some of the key things that you have as part of your practice that you could share with with others today? And oh. Because we, <laughs> we were having a corridor earlier about ha. Yeah. You know? Kei roto, kei waho. Eh? and how that can really, you know, and just that simple practice. But I'm just wondering if there's anything else that you'd like to share. I know you've shared quite a lot already, mm. but, you know, that people could really... Just add to the list of things yeah, I have yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it shouldn't be should have do. to do, it should yeah. be mm-hmm. just part of your day. Something yeah. that fills you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, in reflecting of kind of the last little while and kind of what this whole order mean to me, it's taken a while to kind of navigate what works for me. Mm. According to everything, I should be walking or running, you know, I should be doing the gym work, I should be doing this and nutrition and all these should, should, shoulds. And sometimes for me that feels a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do have is I have moments of escapism, call it that, you know, to go to the Nahiri or the Moana and yeah. stuff like that. So um, so I think for, for for those who are kind of figuring out how to manage ho-order um, is maybe figuring out what does your ideal look like? Mm. Um, your 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 ideal because yes. everyone's going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. It's yes. like kind of you know when you first become a parent, everyone tells you how to parent. Some great advice. <laughs> some are like, okay, cool. Um, it's the same kind of thing. It's like if you're going to nurture this thing in you within you, then take advice from those you trust about mm. what's how to do that. I mean, because the the sector and the world will spit. You know, if you go onto Facebook, the, the, as soon as you mention something, funny enough, all the ads come through about what you should, what you should, yes. what you should. Same thing with Hobart for us is actually go to your trusted crew, 
go, what What do you do? You know, sometimes what you should do is not necessarily what you're going to do and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes it's easier to do something small less often than do something often and not well enough. And your wairua and your tinana, mm. you know, he tohu tēnā, they will talk to you, they will, they will tell you that this is perhaps what you need. You know, that I, I think if we can really turn inward in terms of listening, well, actually those answers can present themselves, but also through conversations with others, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, we've definitely talked about the quiet space, you know, and that ability to make space to hear what your spirit's saying to you, what your body's saying to you, what your mind's saying to you. Mm. Also what other people are saying to you, like, hey, slow down or you need a break or whatever it is, Um, that you can't hear that in the busyness so that you need space. So you talked about being, you know, going to the Moana and um, and being in that space. What other kind of things put you in that space where you get reflective practice that, that helps affirm what kind of things you need to be doing? Um, I often in the car don't have the radio on. Mm. <laughs> so if I'm driving to Hui... You look like that's a, gu- that's a guilty pleasure to, <laughs> that's awesome. uh, that's to confess. Awesome. Like, you know, because you always kind of try and fill things like, you know, listening to podcast, all that kind of stuff and... What I try and do is be present in what I'm going to or what I'm hearing going to. Sometimes I do it, but like if it's an important who, if it's an important thing, like I try and just not have any distractions mm. and just sit on this and go, okay, okay who am I going to be in this quarter? Who am I going to be in this hui? Like I did it today coming in here. I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to be walking into, what questions are going to be asked, so that's okay. <laughs> but I just want to make sure that I've got, um, I'm present and I'm, I'm here. So yeah, I think kind of just losing the distractions, you know, not jumping on the on, on the, the Facebook or the socials, um, you know, taking the dog, or the, albeit more like a walking slipper, um, around the block, um, because it's not really a dog. It is, but it's not. Um, and just doing the, the, the small things and, and um, being um, intentional about it too, not just, yeah, on the off chance. Mm, nice. I just, I feel like he's a bit of a poster boy for what I'm in the community sector. I, yeah, it's it's really refreshing uh, for me personally. Anyway, it's really refreshing because whether it's community sector, whether it's corporates, there's a real corridor coming through at the moment around, well, there's lots of people who firstly are just like saying, oh, I'm out, like I'm quitting my job. Nothing to go to. I just, I just need time out. There's also quite a collective tiredness, like a like a haze that's across. Like trying know. to find and fly into Kirikiriroa in, in winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 I live there. I know. Um, so, so, there's, so there's that. It's quite refreshing to be across from somebody who um, really has put boundaries, I suppose, in place, is very intentional. Um, you know the places that fill your tinana, you know, the moana, the nahere. I just think it's really refreshing. It is actually really refreshing to hear. So I think that's a, a mihi to you, brother, and an acknowledgement of the work that you've done, the fact that you're so mindful about your whānau, you know, and I think when I think about we live in the legacy of our tūpuna that's come before us and the legacy that we're leaving for our tamariki, I think, you're a great example of living and breathing that. If I'm if I'm being honest with you, and so yeah, just I just need to mahita that right now, and and I think we need to acknowledge that. 
I think you're caught it all about being intentional and removing that uh, we spoke earlier about guilt or, or that expectation around on us and that gives us the kind of freedom in the space. And I think if we're really being punnel to ourselves, then we do need to give ourselves that space. And I think just through your corridor today, I can personally take away quite a number of lessons. Um, it's difficult for me not to listen to the radio because I like to sing. Yeah, yeah. We're a singing home, a house, my, all my kids, we all sing. We all listen to the radio in the shower, you know. So, But just, yeah, thank you for mm. all that you've shared today. Thank you for... Yeah, just so many pearls of wisdom. I think it'd be exciting to like talk to you again in 10 years' time and, and just see how see you... See if it actually worked. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> clearly it is. So, so yeah. yeah. Well, I remember the, um, when I first started my kind of youth work mahi, you know, mm. it was um, at a conference or at a hui, and someone said to me, oh, you know, where are you from? I said, oh, from the hut. He goes, I don't know where you're from. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I was like, oh, you know, all my whanau's from, you know, up this way or a tarawhiti up and, and, and you know up and in, in the north and he goes oh, okay cool so do you know your, your stuff and he's like oh no not really and he goes oh that's interesting so why and he goes so you're working with young people uh trying to tell them to be you know the best versions of themselves and you don't even know who you are Ooh. you know mm-hmm. and i'm like Okay, I'll just get that knife out of my back. You know? <laughs> was like, there a big pause? Yeah, there was a massive pause. And, like, mm. But that started me on not only my, my te reo kind of, uh, or my te ao Māori kind of journey and like understanding kind of that part of my whakapapa and who I am and what I, where I want to go, but it also was a stark reminder when, you know, when I'm in any role, any position, any community, any mahi that I do, you know, am I reflecting, am I congruent with the messaging that I'm trying to communicate to this hapuri or this this group or this young person or this whānau because I want to, yeah, I want to, if I'm helping them trying to be the best versions of themselves, am I that? I was talking to, oh, sorry, I just love, I'm like click, 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 whoop, 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 like woo, that's such great corridor. Um I was talking my, to my papa the other day and I said to him, you know, Dad, when you were when we were kids, he used to take us to the Urupa and we used to <sighs> I was like, Oh girl, why do we have to go there for? You know, to the to the cemetery. And then he used to always say when he met particularly, you know, another Māori, Oh, what's your surname? Because that's how we make a honunga, that's mm. how we start to create honunga. And I find myself doing that now. Where I'm asking, oh, so, and the first thing I asked you when you walked in was, "Where are you from?" And you looked at me, and you knew with it, even though you said "fano," you knew what I meant before, <laughs> as I asked it, because it is about you know I grew up in Australia, so d- slightly disconnected, come home, and it is really about, and it's the same thing. Like if we're out here talking about hauora, talking about well-being, are we actually? You know, the expectation is quite huge to live it and breathe it constantly. It's not always, it's the pressure of that is, can be quite overwhelming. But are we being, you know, do we know ourselves before we ask others, do they know themselves, right? Are we caring for ourselves before we care for others, you know? So I I just loved what you just said then. It just was like, yeah, I just, like, I hope they 
I hope you better get that on that podcast. Um, so, so yeah. I think as well for me it really stands out, that sense of tūranga waiwai. So like that sense of belonging, right, and the grounding mm. of who you are. And then what that does is it speaks to haora, right, because mm. it, it speaks to your well-being and who you are. And then that's often, I think, if you see people struggling in this space, they don't have that sense of belonging, like the grounding of who they are, where they're from, where they're based, you know, their roots. And I think because then that's a that's a place to go back to, right, to fill you, whether it's physical mm. or metaphorical, mm. it, it fills you because you're like, These, this is where my feet are. Yeah. And, um, and the importance mm. of that, which is, I think really demonstrating what you're talking about as well, Fetu, because you're you're talking about like you have that sense of who you are, where you come from and where you're going and you're making deliberate choices to put those uh, steps in place. And then within that, naturally kind of is what's falling off is your own personal well-being, your haora is, is falling off that. It's not a fundamental thing in itself. It's like it's the kind of outworking of that of that sort of sense of belonging. Mm. It's exciting. And I think when we talk about our fathers that went from rural to urban environments and made the choices that they made, thinking that they were bettering us, and now they see their children reclaiming their honunga, reclaiming their whakapapa, reclaiming their reo. There's a real sense of pride mm from our fathers, and I talked to our fathers, because both our mm. fathers are Māori, about that, reclaim, you know, reclaim, oh, I can't say that word. But Reclamation. That, yeah, yeah, that that of our of who we are. And I, and you're right, Rochelle, it's, it's about that, and I got a mm. little teary then, because it's about going back to our tūranga waiwai, to our whenua, acknowledging our whakapapa, and it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm. So just... And a mihi to you for your kōrero today. Thank you so much, Pitu. What a rich conversation that was. So, I think you were going to sing us out. <laughs> <laughs> I could sing us out with a karakia because I feel like it's a bit of a Christian one, but it always reminds me of my time at Tuanongo Teroa. So, kia to kia tato katoa te ata fai. O to tatu ariki aihu karaiti me te aroha o te atua nui me te fifina tahi tangakite wairua tapu Ake, ake, amine. Ake, ake, amine. Tuturu whakamaua kia tina. Tina. Haumia huie, taikie. Kia ora. You've been listening to a Tato Tato podcast with Tuihana and Rochelle. Proudly brought to you by Huie Community Aotearoa, Volunteering New Zealand, Centre for Social Impact and Wu Wellbeing. Tēnā koutou, tēnā rā tātou katoa.